Welcome to Witchy Business, hosted by me, Emily. And me, Anna. This is your weekly dose of friendly business chat with a witchy flair. Through these personal and vulnerable conversations, we share our business journey with you. Highlighting the links to our overall growth journey in the hopes to make you feel more supported as you share your magic. This episode is sponsored by PlanHer, a timeless and undated planner and journal created to help witches stay organized while in flow. We especially love the pages for new moon manifestations and full moon reflections. For additional support on how to harness the energy of the moon while working on your business, subscribe to our Substack. Your link in our show notes. Hello and welcome to another episode of Witchy Business. Today we are chatting to Kate and we had the most beautiful conversation all about nature and oh we're just both feeling so inspired by it all. She also mentioned the book Braiding Sweetgrass which is going to be part of our book club as well and if you enjoyed this chat then make sure you follow Kate for all her incredible recipes and tips and yeah we'll pop all of her links in the show notes. Enjoy. Hi Kate and welcome to our podcast. Can (laughs) Can you please introduce yourself however you want? um so I'm Kate um and it's I was reflecting on this when you said to me in advance like that how I want to ask me how I wanted to introduce myself and um so on paper I'm a maturation coach I'm also trained to teach mindful as a mindfulness coach um and a forest school leader um and I have a bunch of other other things that I've done that I feel like have got me to where I am, but aren't necessarily strictly related to all of that work. <laughs> um, <laughs> but they definitely got me here. Um, but there's also, I, as you said it to me, I just listened to a podcast between Gabor Marta and Jay Shetty, which Anna, mm. you shared. Yeah. And um, and I, Jay Shetty talks about how... And, um, yeah, he's obviously done a few more things than I have, but he talk, <laughs> talks about how his mom f- feels far more defined by his purpose than his, like an author or a podcaster or all of that. And I love that. Mm. So I feel like, um, you know, I'm a mom, I'm a daughter, I'm a sister, I'm all of those things, but I'm also like, I'm driven by um when I when when I introduce myself I love the the idea of like what I'm driven by and for me that's really like um a a sense of connection and um kind of stillness that comes with being outdoors with everything that nature has to offer us and and how that's also intertwined with learning more about who we are as people and how we kind of how we how we interact with each other in the world and what we all really Mm. want in the world um so that kind of drives everything that that feels like it drives everything else that I've done like the the forest school the maturation work all of that um is driven by this kind of um desire for us to be like our like our wild free selves I suppose I love that mm, yeah me too a, I love my way... wild free self <laughs> yeah 
I love the way that you put that as well. It's so beautifully put. It's like, it's kind of, um, someone once told me that a good, you know, when you go to a party and everyone's like, so what do you do? And it's like straight mm-hmm. to the work, it's straight to the title and like defining you by like, you know, what you do. Instead of saying that, you ask something like, can you describe your perfect day? Mm. And I just just love that. That's like stuck with me ever since. And I always try and do that because it tells you so much about that person rather than just their their title. So exactly. Exactly. I love that. Yeah. So what's your yeah. perfect day, Kate? <laughs> oh my god, my perfect day. <laughs> okay, this sounds fun. Um <laughs> My perfect day for sure involves, actually, I really love getting up early. I was going to, I was thinking like, I, I I do like to sleep and I need, I feel like I need to sleep a lot, but I love being up early. Like we were just saying before this morning about how beautiful the sun's out, the moon was incredible yesterday and actually this morning. And so for me being up early, like when there's just a stillness and it's just like, no one's kind of gone on there like crazy busy days and there's just you can just feel it that no one's busying around yet so getting up really early watching the sun rise probably sitting with my journal and a cup of like hot water for a for a while just catching my thoughts um and and being outdoors like I would go straight into into being in the woods and moving my body in some way outside creating something outside like if I could sit around like we could make breakfast around a fire pit that would be my dream breakfast Mm. like making creating um and then just exploring like spend the day like outdoors just away from away from the busyness the hustle and just yeah some good food a big pot I have in my vision in my mind of like a big pot of soup or stew or like a big fire <laughs> that's my like some tamper bread on the fire um yeah and then sharing it with people like for sure like in part like on my own there were parts of my ideal day that I would want to be on my own but also mm-hmm. an element of also wanting to share that and like really like connect with people in some way like creatively or over food or over like a cup of tea or some foraging or something but like being yeah yeah mm, that's so beautiful and then a bath I, I feel like my whole body yes. just like dropped <laughs> <laughs> yeah mm, yeah <laughs> delightful <laughs> Yeah, you really painted that picture then. I can yeah. literally see it. <laughs> yeah. I'm around that fire. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And I do, I really do have the sense of like, it's so quite often in my life, like I'll be doing something and I'll be like, this is so weird. Like, why am I in a supermarket? Like, how did these buildings even, how does it even exist and why? And like, why aren't I just, why why aren't I just picking these vegetables these onions out of the ground why are they in the why am I buying them like I don't know like just it's that moment of like why aren't I doing that now why aren't I having breakfast around the fire 
yeah yeah let's go okay bye yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening <laughs> yeah what's your human design so I'm a projector um and so human design is something for me that I'm relatively new to like as soon as I started reading about it I was like oh my god like this is this makes so much sense so and then I'm a two five um I don't know exactly what that fully know what that means but I resonate a lot with a projector part of it Mm. um and yeah yeah because as you were describing your perfect day I was like yeah that sums it up (laughs) and I I didn't know you had the two five um I have a two in mine as well and that's the hermit um so Mm. it's like we need that alone time Mm. so yeah everything you were saying is kind of speaks to that perfectly yes it really does and for me like have it's like that it was almost when I like the kind of permission of like you know I love being with people and then there's a point when I'm just like no like enough like and not and I, it's nothing to do with anything other than I just need that space so like it's kind of permission to be like okay it's not me it's not them it's just like now I just need to be a hermit for a little bit and that's okay so yeah yeah, yeah. yeah love being a hermit mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> um Kate I know a bit about this because we've trained together and been on courses together for a couple of years now um I would love for you to share more about your relationships with with plants and with nature in in general and just because I yeah love for you to share that a little bit more yes um so I've always so I grew up in the countryside we had dogs and horses and chickens and it was always just part of my life and I always like if I if I feel back into my being a young girl like I that just felt so it was just normal for me it just felt you know I just I I being outdoors and having that space just felt right but I probably didn't well, I, I didn't have those I didn't have the words for it but I knew somehow instinctively that it was just part of just who I was um and and I think I think if you speak to people who I went to school with or who've known me for a long time like they always used to say like one day you'll just be like on a farm with chickens and like some ducks and you know just that that was really just who I who I am and then somewhere along the way like I kind of I got caught up in in schoolwork and then go to university and the things that I you know ticking all the boxes and you know all the things that we that we should do in order to get a job and you know be a human being um and but it it was always still there but it sort of got it it got sidelined I suppose and then this journey and then since I suppose probably since having my kids but I've been on this kind of exploration of like what is it that I really want and what is it that I'm that I want to share with these little beings that I've just brought into the world um and so it's been like a it's been like a, I would say quite slow if I'm honest like 
you know like re-remembering I suppose of like this is like my essence like this talks to me so much and um so I started off um I started off as a hip the first thing I did was train as a hypnobirthing teacher actually which I didn't say at the beginning but like the piece now that fits in looking back on it was this sense of like listening to yourself and your body and like you know um and then I ended up training to teach mindfulness and we had this part in our classes that I delivered with kids of like creative section like making little worry dolls and stuff and I just couldn't bring myself to go in with like a bag of pipe cleaners and googly eyes because I was like these little things that these six-year-olds are making are with the best attention in the world going to end up in the bin and so I would go in with like sticks and like mud and we would create stuff. And then I was like, oh my God, like, I'm not really interested in the rest of it. I mean, I was, but like, I didn't, that was the bit that I was like, wow, like there's so much you can do. And it just opened up this like world for me of like making, like we can make our own ink. We can make our own kind of acorns. We can make it out of walnuts. We can like dye our own little fabrics. We can, there's just, and there's just so much that, and that's where like, I kind of, I find my flow and just in this, like I, I could just be lost in for hours in like playing with like, I don't know, printing with ac- with ac- with oak leaves or, Oh, I mean, there's just so much. Um, And so, yeah, that was kind of like a rediscovery for me. Um, And and I think there were a few people who were around me who were a bit like, kind of, I not I told you so, but like, kind of happy to see me back in this like, kind of more natural flowy state. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, one a big moment, um, and this is interesting to share this with you, Anna, as well, because you were part of this long, because I read this book, the this book Braiding Sweetgrass, and I was like, oh my God, okay, like this, and it talks about, like, it's just this, this um, uh, written by Robin Wall Kimmerer, who was a botanist, but also a, a member of these, the, or a descendant of these indigenous families the Potawatami nation and she basically kind of starts to bridge this gap between indigenous plant knowledge and um and like scientific and she uses words like kind of like like you know that this idea of the connection between all of us between us and the plants between and how you know in, in a lot of indigenous cultures they plants don't are referred to as a not as an it but more like as a he or a she like it's a it's a living being with this incredible ability to like photosynthesize and take some like carbon dioxide and some water and some sunshine and like make some food like that's amazing and like you know but we but we live separate from that we live so like as if as if you know in a categorized kind of way like we label a plant as an it but it's so like 2d and it spoke to me on a level of bringing the plants alive and the like nature alive, but also in terms of our relationships with each other, like in the connectedness between human beings and how, um, yeah, how connected we all are and how we live. Like, you know, when nature's in balance, it's like this big ecosystem. 
like that everything works like every plant every animal every every entity has its role to play and it might take a, a few hundred years and it might you know things change and things evolve but there's like an equilibrium and and that's the same for human beings like if we all we all have our like our magic to share and if we all share it then imagine how like balanced the world could be not just like nature and but we kind of you know we need to control it we need to um we need to manage it we need to understand it and be like no this plant does this and um yeah um in one of i can't remember where i think it's in braiding speakers robin Morkimra talks about how she went to um university to study botany and her question was why do um the goldenrods and the asters look so beautiful together and they're these they basically tend to grow similar like goldenrods are these amazing vibrant golden yellow plants and the asters like bright purple and they were like uh that's a question for like the art like an, an art school but if you want to know why they go together then you need to be an art school not in the science school and she was like well actually like there's a real like symbiosis like they work together for the soil they work together because those two like opposing colors on the color wheel like attract different pollinators and th there's all these reasons how just you know there's just this incredible wisdom and incredible um like yeah just living together and like the, the aster's not like my purple's better than your yellow it's just like wow your yellow's cool and so is my purple and like look it's like it's like you two it's like Anna and Emily like you know you're, you're, <laughs> the purple and the yellow together but you're not you know you're you both bring something different and and that's yeah I just think so yeah that was the long version of how it yeah there's loads I could say that yeah yeah why art school was that just because what do you mean like um they were looking at it from more of like a um well I guess you said like the, the 2d so really just kind of looking at it versus like understanding all of it yeah, yeah exactly she was they were like well if you want to know why they look pretty together then you know you that's not science mm. um but she wanted to know how they live together and why yeah. they why the, yeah. grow together. Yeah. And like, I'm sure there's something, I don't know the details of it, but like, I'm sure there's something about how the roots grow together, that one will nourish one part of the soil and one will nourish another. So it is science, but it's also like, it's, it's kind of, it's bringing like an intelligence, I suppose, to the mm -hmm. plants rather than just like... Mm -hmm oh isn't it a coincidence that we always see these plants together well no like there's a wisdom there and a kind of yeah yeah wow I was just thinking that that really ties in like to so many things it's like <clears throat> as well a lot of a lot of people they'll experience an emotion for example right like and they'll be like they'll just kind of top line see it and then push it away rather than really diving in and understanding it it's like looking at instead of looking at the root instead of looking at trying to understand all of it and where it came from it's just like oh there it is that's a that's a bad emotion or that's a good emotion really kind of just like labeling it and then moving on yeah 
yeah exactly exactly that there's something yeah it's like a curiousness right like that there's something yeah and then inquiring into it which is yeah exactly what we do in maturation work exactly exactly <laughs> yeah. yeah but for me it took the maturation work for me to get to really to get past so much of the conditioning like mm. I feel like I could have I, I would have always had an appreciation of nature and enjoyed being outdoors and done all a lot of this stuff but it really took the maturation work for me to see kind of where I was getting in my own way of not allowing myself to really um to really live it fully mm. um and I think for me the two are really beautifully intertwined this idea of interconnectedness and the kind of the the yeah the, the just that curiosity that you referred to I suppose um yeah I need but both they yeah because yeah. it's yeah they it's both like the, it's like the your understanding of the human condition through maturation helps you have a deeper appreciation of nature mm. which then when you're like truly in communion communion with nature helps you have a deeper understanding of the human condition exactly and yeah. then just like the two of them are so interlinked it makes me think of this definition of think it's in the dictionary like nature is defined as anything that is outside of the human being like that is mm -hmm. other than us mm -hmm. when you know it's we are we are nature and it's an extension mm -hmm. of us and yeah we've forgotten that like you said and it's led us to how we see nature today as something to exploit to use um or to just look at rather than something to speak to commune with and exchange with and understand and but not understand on that scientific level of you know mm. it's just I guess more like learn to know or yeah yeah, yeah. makes me want to read mm. that book again yeah <laughs> yeah that's on my you... list I've not read it yet oh it's beautiful and have you um there's a Netflix film called The Biggest Little Farm. Have you seen that? No. No. That's that is also really inspiring because it's about um it's basically this couple in the US who um uh were like living their LA life and then they got this dog who basically couldn't survive it. They just hated living in an apartment and she'd always loved cooking and had this dream of creating that where food comes from is so important like the energetics of the food and the nutrition and all of it and anyway they've ended up creating this 200 acre farm in California with the help of some um investors to to basically farm in a really traditional way I without as in that um that every part of the farm has a role to play like mm -hmm. every creature has a role to play and it was like with every problem they came up against 
there was some kind of solution like they had this big infestation of snails and they were like the snails keep eating all the citrus fruits we're gonna have to you know can we not just put down some kind of something to get rid of all these snails I mean there were thousands of them and then they realized they had loads of ducks and the ducks eat snails so then the ducks then they would put the ducks in the like citrus with the citrus trees to eat the snails and anyway it just kind of was this this like basically like this balance between like everything kind of but they had to listen he was they were like this thing that just came really came through with me that we had to really listen because on the face of it we could just be like oh there's so many snails I'm just getting the snail exterminator guy in to come and exterminate the snails yeah but they didn't they were like okay so what is this there's got to be something here that we're missing Mm. yeah Yeah. which makes Mm. me think back again to how we humans deal with our emotions like mm-hmm. especially like there's this in the wellness world like it's all about managing your emotions and how do you yeah. deal with them better yeah instead of just how can you be with them more mm-hmm. and create more space for them and and move with all of that in like your own internal ecosystem i guess exactly mm-hmm. that it's telling you something like mm-hmm. if there's a ton of snails it's because there's you haven't there's something that's missing that's not there just like if you have a ton of anger or sadness there's something that's there's some need that's not being met like it's Mm -hmm. it's the same it's just our minds just want to control it and understand it because it's scary yeah 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 I was wondering sorry go ahead no you 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 carry on (laughs) (laughs) um for anyone who's listening and who feels suddenly listening to you, like realizes how disconnected they feel from nature. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any tips or recommendations or like different places that they could start to come back to it? Mm, yes. Um I think that I think that's the the thing I want to say is like get out in nature but then at the same time I also really feel like maybe this sounds a little bit vague but like that we are nature anyway like you can be living in the city and you can go into the local park. You don't have to be in the like most rural part of wherever you live in order to feel this kind of connectedness. It's really, there's nature popping up all over the place. Like get into your local park and like, I can promise you that there'll be probably about 10 different plants that you can eat that you don't know about um, or that you can create something with. So I suppose it's just starting to like notice that, that it's almost, you know, like that you can allow that feeling of like being part of something bigger to flow through you, like wherever you are or um, whether you're in, yeah, like an urban park or a, you know, giant national park. Um, And for me, actually, this time of year is a really beautiful time as well, because it's now when like there's a lot of spring plants starting to come up and there's a lot of what we would generally class as like weeds that are pretty easily identifiable. 
that you can start to notice. And once you notice like, like plantain, for example, which I can pretty much guarantee that anyone who's listening will have walked past it and seen it and maybe not known what it is, but it grows everywhere and you can eat it and you could, it's a bit chewy, but you can eat it. And it's incredible for your skin. It's like, if you have a, like a bee sting or um, any kind of skin eczema or something, you can, um, you can like chew it and rub it on a wound. You can make it into a salve. You can make like infuse it in oil. There are so many, um, there is so much that you can, that you can do. And I think I started like nettles, for example, like an incredible source of for tea, making cakes with, um, just, um, yeah, so many plants that are just out there. Oh, I love that. Just the, that it doesn't need to be big and huge and that you can just start where you are. And it's just about bringing awareness back to nature. I, I find that like very achievable, you know, it's just start where you are and yeah yeah for sure Mm. and it's yeah it's it's almost it's kind of like a snowball like you kind of get a little bit of confidence and you know you need some good books if if you're talking about if you're going to eat foods you need some good books you need some obviously some people to help you to make sure you're identifying the right stuff but there are some really simple like things like nettles like there are some simple some easy wins and um dying like but dying you'll you know find like a white t-shirt and die heat some avocado stones in a pot and you know dye your t-shirt pink like I dyed a jumpsuit pink last week and it, it yeah that kind of like wow like I can do this without I don't have to go to a supermarket buy loads of like chemical dyes and make make it pink like I can like, this just exists like in the world yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah it was such a nice color as well I yeah. saw you texted it so cool. <laughs> yeah yeah I, I feel like I have to share this so um as people are starting to know I grew up in the Pacific we don't have nettles like on a tropical <laughs> island we don't have nettles Kate's like oh I see where I'm going <laughs> and I yeah. had heard that nettles sting but I was like ah, you know <laughs> did I walk barefoot into, <laughs> into like through a, like a whole hedge of nettles Ooh. going to pick them like straight with my hands mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. so to anyone listening <laughs> you grow up in the northern hemisphere <laughs> do not do that because it really does yeah yeah really uncomfortable and it lasts for days oh were there any dock leaves (laughs) (laughs) so I went and then found that under nettles there's another little leaf that grows that you can use to rub all over the nettle stings yeah to help with it so nature is like so smart it gives you the you know the solution is right under there so yeah I did that and it helped but days later my skin was still itchy from nettles (laughs) yeah that that's Mm. yeah that I I can feel it as well that's (laughs) that's a lot yeah why why is that like 
so um yeah like the, the dock leaves always grow like next to the nettles but like why like what's the purpose of that so it, obviously like it helps with the sting <laughs> yeah for you for you but like that's that is really clever but why do they have sting in the first place if there's there's the cure <laughs> next door because well I suppose that if you're like a a fox or something what well, I, I mean I don't know if nettles sting foxes mouths but you're it, you're not going to eat the mm. you're not going to eat the the stingy nettle are you yeah you're leave it to grow that's why it stings like stay away from me but okay if you're going to walk if you if you're going to walk through barefoot because you didn't grow up with nettles then here we go I'll help <laughs> you out here so is it like the little are they called dock leaves is that what you said see I'm learning here <laughs> yeah so there are there are dock leaves yeah. which is what we grew up with like find a dock leaf find a dock leaf and we used to like strap them in like in our socks and everything to like cover our <laughs> stung legs with with <laughs> to protect them yeah after me so um, do... but there's also but plantain is also a better one like the like long stringy ones oh, yeah. if you chew that up and break that up it is I think it has a better effect that like the dock leaf. Wow. Everyone I should have called you. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. But how did you know that, Anna? Did you just like intuitively see a leaf and just like Google? What, how did you? Google. Oh, okay. Because uh, I was like, there's bound Love to. It. I mean, if nature stung, like there's bound to be something in nature that's going to help me. Because yeah, I was on a van trip and it was like middle of nowhere, so. Yeah, I had perception, <laughs> so Google helped. And it was like, <laughs> um, it was like yeah. And I wonder if those leaves grow under there because they don't have any protection. So, like, they're protected by the nettle. Mm-hmm. Um, a mm. bit like clownfish in the anemone. See, that's, see, I know that kind of stuff, <laughs> like the ocean. <laughs> yeah, clownfish grow in the anemone. And they have a symbiosis and like a relationship together. So, yeah, it's like the um, the three sisters. Yeah, they don't sting, but it's like the corn, the beans, and the squash. And squash. Yeah, and they're all they all grow at different levels in the soil, so it nourishes different parts of the soil. The um, the squash plants shelter the beans from the hot sun in the summer, and the corn is the pole for the beans to grow up and it's it's and I did I grew them last summer in our garden and it's mind-blowing like how did the beans know that there's a corn stalk over there like Mm, they're all the beans are growing around the corn stalks but so smart who told them (laughs) they just (laughs) they listen they listen they listen exactly exactly We we just see we just look Mm. but like like nature listens right like and that's what we're not very good at Mm. Mm. yeah yeah I love you um sharing all of your recipes and like you share on Instagram everything that you make and I think it ties in really nicely to everything we're saying it's like using nature as you know you're using what what you find you're creating stuff out of nature and it ties into everything like everything is connected and um can you share a little bit more about that and how you go about creating those recipes and what your favorite is and yeah this is like really speaking to me this whole chat (laughs) (laughs) um well um most of uh 
to be honest, it, well, most of the recipes that I've used, there's an amazing talking of nettles. Um, there's an amazing nettle cake that I've made loads of times, which which I follow a recipe by a girl called Fern Freud, who's foraged by Fern. And she has incredible recipes. And anyway, her, her nettle cake is, a, is the best one that I've ever tried. Um, so a lot of it's come from inspiration from other people sharing recipes like like Fern and other people on on um, on Instagram and online. Um, and then and then it's really just been something that I've just been like, you know, someone told me that you could die botanically with avocado. So then I then I started like following botanical diets and seeing how, you know, what you could do and how you could how to make the dye hold onto the fabric like there are certain there are certain botanical dyes that will naturally stain the fabric and, and hold the dye others you have to kind of like but avocado <clears throat> you have to like soak it in a mordant something to kind of help it absorb the color and the dye and like so it's really just been a case of like like I'll learn one thing and then I'm like oh and then so and then and then I bought a book about um uh or like called the organic artist about like how you can make paints from stones and like botanical crayons and then 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 it's like okay so you could then you can make charcoal like literally just in the, if you're making a fire pit anyway then in, there are certain sticks that you just put in a kind of kiln mini kiln in the fire and then they turn into charcoal and like well, it's like well yeah charcoal isn't actually something that was just born in a shop like charcoal is a natural thing and it's just you know these moments of like okay like wow you can really do that and um uh and like you know, like making pens out of sticks like so simple just to kind of carve the point of a stick into a like a kind of fountain pen shape or just a point and then just using some kind of ink or charcoal or paint or something to um use it as a, as as like a kind of as a form of ink and it's slow like it's rustic it's you know like if I make ink out of charcoal like you have to keep you know it's like having a quill like you have to dip it every two seconds you can't just you know it's not a friction pen that you can just keep writing with but there's some real there's some just some real beauty for me in that of just like okay so like you know this is how this is how we did it in the old days we just like it just mm. it just forces you to slow down it's just like wow okay like this is just um yeah I feel like how it should be um so I guess in answer to your question like a kind of like a mix of different influences of people you know sharing things they've learned and for me, the essence is like seeing how much we can create with nature and how much, you know, rather than it necessarily being that, you know, we're going to make the perfect ink, like the ink will work and I'm not going to use it or share it if it's not like, if it doesn't work, but like, you know, I'm not going to start, I'm not going to set up an ink factory making acorn ink. Like, you know, it's, it's about like exploring the different way, you know, just taking different influences and seeing how many different people have explored these different ways of, um yeah making stuff mm. yeah really just you're just like following your what lights you up and just experimenting yeah. and oh, I just love this so much I feel like can we do um an art class in the forest and yes. just <laughs> yes yes 100 percent oh yeah. my god 
and I yeah like and we can yeah we can go and find some tea and like find the find some pine needles and make some really nourishing pine needle tea and you know this yeah yeah oh this just yeah has nourished me so much (laughs) (laughs) yeah and I find it really inspiring to just go back into into nature more and and when you speak of nature to me it's really like that more feminine energy of of the woods and the forest Mm -hmm. and the earth because and I really feel that because I grew up Mm. by the ocean Mm. and it's a lot more masculine like you know in New Caledonia we don't have waves but it's still a very different energy when you're by the beach um yes then than when you're in in the woods and in the forest and it's like a different kind of holding that you feel Mm. when you're in in the woods and yeah listening to you speak just makes me want to be with the plants more yeah it's so true I love what it's so true it's a different there's like a kind of there's that like earthy kind of it's like these big branch arms are kind of holding you in that kind of more feminine as opposed to like, I, yeah. There's a real strength to the ocean, right? Like the kind of, which is amazing too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you so mm. much for this lovely, beautiful, heartwarming share um if people want to learn more about nature where can they find you follow you learn more about you and what you do um so i have um kate underscore wild freedom on instagram um and yeah that's most most of the that's mostly where i share stuff um online I do have a Facebook page as well but um that's that's new so yeah I would love yeah share as much as I can and yeah if anyone wants to come and say hello yeah yeah we'll tag you as well so people can easily find you and learn more about nature with you thank you so much for your time this thank you both it's been really lovely thank you Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to your weekly dose of witchy business. If you love us as much as we love us, please leave a five-star review to help us spread the magic. Thank you again to our sponsor, Plan Her. Please support them the way they support us. And don't forget to follow the link in the show notes to sign up to our Substack. You can also watch us on YouTube. It's at witchy business. And you can also follow us on Instagram at we are witchy business. Emily is at underscore Emily Tyson and I am at Anna.Jordan with an E.